0: Welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt, and Matt Bell's here, covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got a little bit of news to get to, and then we'll talk um, some basketball. Wisconsin basketball had their latest contest in a win over Illinois State. We'll touch on that briefly, and then of course we'll get into the main bulk of the podcast, which will be recapping a uh, tight, thrilling win over Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. I think there were a lot of takeaways on positive. Maybe some negatives, but overall, good to finish the season on a high note with the W. Some young players stepped up despite some guys being out. And, of course, another dominating performance from Braylon Allen. And the defense stepping up when it needed to always helps. So we'll get into everything from Las Vegas as the Badgers pick up a huge win to finalize their season.
1: Matt, how are you this morning? Doing great. Yeah, no, it was nice to see the Badgers go out on a victory and, and hopefully that can propel them into the off season and, and give some of these young guys, like you mentioned, um something to build on uh towards spring ball as well.
0: Yeah, you know, it it's weird to, to have the season be over with. It's certainly been an up and down season overall. There was some low notes, some some high notes, but it's always good to finish and, and head into the following season with a positive taste in your mouth, especially after that Minnesota game to end the regular season to come out and and pick up a victory in this bowl game, I think will be really important for momentum heading into 2022. But before we get into all things Las Vegas Bowl, let's get the uh, brief bit of news and basketball out of the way here. So um, in terms of news, the Badgers threw out a new offer to the 2022 class for a wide receiver, which is certainly a place that Wisconsin will be active and and looking for some players. I know last night they were down Danny Davis and, you know, a couple young guys in Marcus Marcus Allen and Skyler Bell really stepped up. So we're going to see some younger guys uh, getting some reps here. And the new offer went out to 2022 three-star wide receiver Chris Brooks, Jr. out of St. Louis University High School. What do you make of that offer? I know he's got some other offers from, you know, FCS schools, Mac schools. So uh, maybe not as highly recruited, but certainly something Wisconsin, you know, jumps out to the the Badgers coaching
1: staff to throw out this offer. Yeah, good size, 6'2", 6'3", depending upon the site you're looking at, over 200 pounds. Um, Put together a really good high school career, had a really good senior season. Um, I know he battled some injuries earlier in his high school career, but really put it together as a senior and – was originally committed here, well, still is committed, I should say, to Yale um, as of July. So, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. So, hopefully, this is an offer that Wisconsin can push on and, and maybe try to add another body to this wide receiver class. I think you look back in the bowl game, and, and Haken and Anderson, uh, a walk-on, was seeing a decent amount of reps as Wisconsin was going down their depth chart. So, bringing in extra wide receivers here, I think, would be important. Um, and uh, he he has a Nebraska. The legacy so we'll see if nebraska also gets involved here late down the stretch too yeah i mean you as you mentioned you know the the
0: yale commitment shows you know very smart kid good size i think could be a really good fit for wisconsin to come in and, and make a jump and a pitch that he can you know play football at a high level and and still be you know in, involved at a high you know wisconsin's not quite yale in terms of academics but it's certainly up there a place where we could feel comfortable if, if that's a um high priority on his list and as you mentioned the the wide receiver depth chart is going to be one to that we'll certainly talk about this off season with so many guys departing from that group and and needing some you know pass catchers to step up we saw it last night and you're going to see more and more that youth movement at that position so it's certainly a place where they'll be active in recruiting both in the 2022 and 2023 class and, and likely as we've talked about you know, in, in past episodes, active in the transfer portal because that wide receiver room is going to need someone to step up. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be Chris Brooks, the recruiting front, um, but it's certainly a player to, to keep an eye on because that's a position of need for Wisconsin as they move into this offseason and into 2022. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and talk some basketball now. Of course, we I know everyone's kind of focused on football. It was the late night last night, but we do want to make sure that we touch on The Badgers' victory over Illinois State uh, wasn't a great performance. 89-85, to it was quite the uh, high-scoring game, which you're not used to seeing uh, traditionally from Wisconsin. Badgers weren't super sharp on defense, kind of had some lapses that led to easy buckets. It also didn't help that Illinois State seemed to come down and, and make every tough shot, shot the ball really well. But Kudos to Wisconsin's offense was able to keep the, the gas on and, and score 89 points. So this team has played with a little bit more tempo this season, and you're seeing you know rewards from that. And we just got to really figure out what they can do defensively to get back to that. But they were also down you know, quite a bit of pieces. So it's hard to really take too much from this game. A win is always a win, and that's good, especially the time off. But what did you make of this uh, 89-85 to <laughs>
1: victory over Illinois State? Yeah, I mean, you look at it, it's, it's good to get a win, knock off some of the rust. You, you look at this team, what they've been going through the past two weeks with with stops and starts, trying to figure out if they're going to have enough practice bodies um, for them to just go out there and, and get a, a W, be able to kind of hopefully um, give yourself a, a little bit of breathing room before Purdue here. I think it's it's big. Um, it wasn't crisp by any stretch. I, you can tell Johnny Davis was still trying to catch his uh, legs after not playing for more than two weeks. Um, this team at one point, uh, according to Greg Gard, was practicing four-on-four, on four, um, and one of the four guys on the court was a team manager. So you're you're looking at a team that was really missing some key pieces, um, but found a way to win. Defensively, they've got all whole lot to improve upon, especially on-ball defense. They're allowing teams to penetrate far too easily. There's not enough uh, help defense coming in support as well. Illinois State took advantage of that. They were able to, to go towards the rim, but then they also kicked it out and were able to take care of some threes. So Wisconsin's got plenty to clean up, but it was it was definitely positive to see some guys step up. Chucky Hepburn, Stephen Crowell, guys who have been struggling. Tyler Wall, you can lump in there as well. He's he's a more of an established guy, but Tyler Wall taking care of business at the free throw line, and Stephen Crowell and Chucky Hepburn finding their three point stroke. If they can, those three can help them out. Um, it will definitely be big news for this team because Johnny Davis is going to get his most nights. Brad Davidson clearly struggled one out of nine um, from the four, one of eight from three. But at the same time, this team built on some nice stuff. We're able to do some good things with a very limited bench.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing that really stood out to me, we talked about defensively, you talked about penetration, which is certainly a, a thing that Wisconsin needs to clean up. But I almost wonder how much of that is is kind of rust-induced with this long layoff, not having as many guys. Who knows how many guys they had available for practice as well. You know, you're, you're down in numbers um, for this game. So it, it's hard to really, you know, get too upset over a game like this. Just to come away with a victory is, is always a positive. Um, the nice part is defensively, we've seen this team, their early season success was built on that defense. So we know they can play better on that end of the floor. It's not like this has been an ongoing problem. It's been the last couple games. They haven't looked great on that end of the floor. But in previous contests, we've seen that elevated effort from them over there. And I think as they get back on the court, you know, working in, getting guys back healthy and out there and able to play and practice, hopefully the defensive end will pick things up because the track record is certainly there. that They've played better on that end. They've got to clean it up, but we've seen them do it before. And I think this team can certainly get back to it and they'll start. um, We'll get to see just where they're at, you know, (laughs) just with a big test. Uh, on January 3rd against Purdue, because now you're back into Big Ten play. You got these non-conference lesser opponents out of the way, and you you picked up victories there, but now it's going to you know start up that real test again in terms of really talented teams, and Purdue is going to be a tough one to start.
1: Yeah, and and hopefully they can get some of these guys back quick to practice. Practice is so important, especially for a young team, just to get their legs back. I, I think it's just you're looking at a team that was had, had to play a, a ton of minutes uh, and minutes that they're not necessarily used to playing. Um, but I, I think you saw some glimpses of some guys off the bench. I, I, Isaac Lindsay hitting a three was, was uh, nice to see in limited minutes. But um, I think they'll be fine. But there's definitely areas specifically on the defensive end that they got to clean up. I thought they did a good job of clash, um, crashing the offensive glass, though, limiting turnovers and and taking advantage of those extra opportunities in the game. And really, that was the difference. You, you look at it, Wisconsin got six extra shots up, um, and they didn't shoot the ball as well as Illinois State, but they did take advantage of those six extra shots and got to the free throw line and converted at a 78% clip. Yeah, overall, you know, a tough game for them, and it was nice to see them pick
0: up a victory, and we'll see what this team can do uh, as they get back into the normal Big Ten swing of things. Uh, certainly it will be fun to watch for them to get back into conference play. All right, I didn't want to spend too much time on basketball, guys, because we know everyone is hopefully waking up and listening to the podcast and still uh, eager off that Wisconsin football victory over Arizona State. So we'll get into that. Now, but before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about home field apparel Yes, it's that time. We've got to do our ad reads here for Home Field. If you haven't known already, they are getting ready to roll out their big new Saturday season three. So each Saturday, they'll drop a new school, eight brand new schools in total launching um, on Saturday at 12 Eastern on January 2nd. Subscription theme. So you'll want to sign up for that. You'll get a discounted shirt every single week. Uh, So make sure to go over to homefieldapparel.com and check that out. They've also got their new gray or their gray hoodies back in stock. They've been down for some time on those, so make sure to go over and give those a look. They're incredibly soft and will make a late Christmas gift, or if you're just looking to buy something for yourself to cuddle up in the warm um, with all this cold and snow that's out there right now, they're perfect for that as well. So go over to homefieldapparel.com and check that out. All right, let's get into the Las Vegas Bowl. Of course, a late night, 9:30 start, and what was a it was a wild day of college football before the Badger game even started up with that Purdue-Tennessee game. You had the Michigan State-Pitt game, which was wild, and then all of a sudden you're looking at the clock and it was still only 9.15 you were waiting for the Badger game to get started, and it did not disappoint. It was a very good game for Badger fans, maybe not the most exciting game of the day, but still a lot of fun, and Wisconsin was able to hang on for a 20-13 to 13 victory, so Where do you want to start? We can talk offensively, defensively. We can talk to young guys, but really it seems to me the the likely place to probably start is the effort of Braylon Allen, which was, once again, what willed this team to victory in a
1: lot of ways. Yeah, I think Allen's a great place to start. You look at this. Wisconsin ran the ball, gave him the ball 29 times. You could tell that he was much more healthy than we saw against Minnesota. Um, But I I just love that the Badgers, continued to run and um, established it and then continued to go to it all game long. You saw it at times in previous games where Wisconsin would go away from the run and it got him in trouble, Um, specifically against Minnesota here most recently. And part of that was because of the flow of the game, but and Wisconsin was struggling. But beyond Braylon Allen, Wisconsin wasn't running the ball great. They only averaged as a team 3.7 yards an attempt. But Braylon Allen still got his, got 160 yards on the ground. Um, that 43-yard scamper definitely helped, but I thought he ran hard, uh, helped them out, and was able to move the pile. The offensive line, especially in the first half, looked dominant. Um, they had their moments in the second half where they weren't great in pass pro at times, but that's going to happen um, when you've got a team that is able to go into the halftime and make adjustments. Antonio Pierce is a good defensive coordinator, but I, I do think Braylon Allen showed exactly why fans should be extremely excited about him. Um, it's going to be weird not hearing him be called 17 years old a million times uh, by Beth Mowens, but um, this this team is 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 got to be happy about coming out with a victory and winning it Wisconsin style, like it was. They limited the number of pass attempts that they had to do. They ran the ball really well, and they, they won it on that, that final drive that was really impressive. And, and a big reason for that was Braylon Allen, and, and Graham Mertz had a couple key throws, too. I'm glad that you mentioned that you know, they, they stuck with this run game because that third quarter
0: was another one where they ran the ball so well in the first half, you thought, okay, you come out, you've got a lead you're going to lean on that run game even more. But in the third quarter, it really got stifled for a little bit. And Wisconsin didn't shy away from it after that. It continued to say, hey, this is our bread and butter. This is what's going to win us football games. Let's lean on it. Let's lean on Braylon Allen. And he came out and ran hard. As you mentioned, he looked a lot healthier, which was great to see. Of course, having a month off uh, absolutely helps. But just for him to come out and and look up to his, his best potential that we've seen from him all season was good. He was patient as a runner. I think the offensive line opened up some good holes for him. And then to go off of that, the you know, Grant Mertz made a couple of really nice passes. that you know, he He's a lot, but we can get into that in a little bit, but he's a lot better thrower when that run game is there to set up for him to, to make those throws off play action. When they're running the ball so well, it changes the whole dynamic of this offense because you have to respect it. As you mentioned, Antonio Pierce knew but hey, we've got to button this up. We've got to take away that run game, and it opened up some stuff in the past game, despite the Badgers being shorthanded a little bit. But Berlin Allen just an incredible season. It's 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 so weird to see the transformation from him from coming into spring ball and in early fall and not knowing what position he was going to be at. I know we harp on this a lot, but it's still an incredible storyline to all of a sudden being you know Las Vegas Bowl MVP for his efforts. It's it's been. It's been a great season, and a lot of fun to watch him, and I'm glad that he could end it on a high note the way he was running. Running hard, he looked fresh, and uh, it really stood out in this contest.
1: Yeah, once again, Julius Davis, only two touches, so Wisconsin didn't do a whole lot other than go to Braylon Allen when it came to running the ball. Um, John Chanel got four carries in short yardage, but, but this was definitely all Braylon Allen on the ground. It certainly was, but to go off of that, you know, the passing game,
0: they didn't have to throw it a lot. But when they did, I think it was effective. Of course, there was the one interception, which wasn't pretty. But there were some throws from Graham Murch last night that coming off of that run game, when they had it established, they could do that play action. I think we'll all kind of rant and rave about that sidearm throw there late in the third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter, that really stood out where you're looking and you're going, man, the potential is there. But there were a couple other throws, um, the one where he stood up in the pocket and you know took a hit and delivered that throw late in the fourth quarter. Absolute stones on third and twelve. So really, a good game for him. Again, once again, potential is certainly there. I think Graham Mertz is a guy where you, when you got the run set up, he's a lot better quarterback. I know we've put a lot of pressure on him all season long, but he stepped up despite Wisconsin being shorthanded in the receiver game, as did some young receivers. Really uh, made their name known. But what did you take from the, the limited amount of passing game or passing plays in
1: this contest? Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. That. That first interception was, was just a bad throw, bad route by Kendrick Pryor as well. It was just not crisp on either end there. Uh, the ball was thrown behind him. The, the route was rounded off. But I, I think when you look at this, he, he played well enough to win you that game, and that's what they needed. He threw, he threw the ball down the field a little bit, which was nice to see. Um, you look at that Minnesota game, 4.5 yards per attempt against Arizona State, 9.1. Nine point one ranks you in the top twenty of of Fbs if if you're looking at it from the season. So Wisconsin needs to to hopefully continue to push the ball down the field um, a little bit more. They took some shots. It, it wasn't always. There, But it was nice to see some young guys in the passing game also get involved. I thought Mertz uh, showed confidence in those guys, which I think is important going into next year. Um, you were down Danny Davis coming into the game, but then Kendrick Pryor had the one catch um, and then was, was done pretty much for the the uh, second half due to an injury. And so Marcus Allen getting some run. Chimre Dike had a nice catch as well that, that really kept that drive going off of that um, Graham Mertz throw, as you mentioned, that he got absolutely drilled on. And, and then Skyler Bell had that diving catch on that, on that pretty throw by Mertz to extend the play. So you look at it, I think that was huge to see those young guys step up, um, in, in obviously limited attempts here. They didn't get a lot of run, um, this season, but it was nice to see Allen and Skyler Bell take advantage of opportunities and hopefully give something to build on towards the future because it is bowl games to me. It's mostly about young guys, and it's about seniors capping off their careers and young guys getting some chances, and those two definitely looked the part and, and showed some growth from what we saw in fall camp to to the, the uh, bowl game. Yeah, and, and that's absolutely
0: huge. You know, we talked about it, Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis, the departures. Jake Ferguson's not going to be there as a, a, a go-to target, so they're going to need guys like um, those two to really step up next year, and I think you saw glimpses that, hey, Wisconsin's coaching staff feels comfortable with those young guys out there, and they made some really good plays. I know you know, Marcus Allens was only one catch, but he really looked good on that, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that a lot all off season because he's going to be a guy that you're going to look to next year and say, hey, he, he sounded like he had really good bowl practices. He played good in that bowl game. He's going to be a guy expected to step up in this wide receiver room, as was Kyler Bell. I think he looked really good and brought something to Wisconsin when they needed it. And of course, it was limited opportunities. When you only throw it that many times. You, there's... Only bits and pieces that you can take from it, but positive performance from those two on the offensive side of the ball to really send you into next year feeling a little bit better about the wide receiver room. I know we've talked about earlier in the podcast the transfer portal recruiting of that position, but you'd feel really good if you came in with Chimray D.K., Skyler Ballard, Marcus Allen, and, and if you had maybe added somebody else in that mix all of a sudden, that's a receiving core that the potential is certainly there, and there's going to be growing pains into next year, and we can get into all that. But from what we saw last night, those young guys really stepped up, and as you mentioned, that's what you need in these bowl games. Sometimes you don't have players available. Sometimes you've got opt-outs. COVID was certainly a factor in this one. So for these wide receivers to to put on a show, be ready to play when their opportunity was called was, was really cool to see, and it gives you some momentum heading into next year. So offensively, you've got Braylon Allen back which is always a great place to start. You've got some receivers that you now feel a little bit more comfortable on. Graham Mertz progressed throughout the year. He'll still need to be better, but you've got to feel okay, at least going into this offseason with this Wisconsin offense, hopefully coming out next year and being a little bit more productive overall rather than uh, kind of an up-and-down season, What with, uh, with, which is what we've had for uh, most of
1: 2021. Yeah, and, and really the, the game was kind of up and down. You saw the first half was about as good as you're going to get. Uh, settling for two field goals. Hey, kudos to, to Colin Walsh for booting both forty-plus yarders through mm-hmm. the through the pipes. But um, the second half, it wasn't pretty for the Badgers. They kind of gutted it out. The defense did enough to to help them win that game. Um, but it was it was nice to see Wisconsin withstand some of those injuries. You saw Jake Ferguson drop. You saw Kendrick Pryor go down. Uh, they were already missing basically their entire tight end room. Um, so to see Wisconsin be able to kind of password quilt it together to get that W, um, kind of put a, a huge, huge um, emphasis on the on the end there, um, I should say em- emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the drive, 19 plays, 90 yards, almost 10 minutes to to kind of. Steal it was was absolutely fun to watch. That was a Wisconsin drive through and through. And um, that, that was a, a high note to, to end the season on. Still a lot of questions about, about this group going into next year, specifically at wide receiver. Uh, quarterback is still a question mark. But looking at this, to, to go ahead and get a W, the offensive line looked um, better, especially in the first half. I think it was a net positive in really a game that you had to win, you wanted to win, um, against another team that was beat up. But this was a quality win for the Badgers. and, And once, like I said, just hopefully you can get that flywheel moving into the spring and they can keep the momentum going. Because I still have a bad taste in my mouth from that Minnesota game, and I'm guessing a lot of people do. But this helps ever so slightly. Yeah, absolutely. It gets a
0: little bit out of the out of your mouth, but most Badger fans will likely be sitting on that one again until Wisconsin-Minnesota meet up uh, next year. But yeah, no, I, I'm glad you mentioned that drive because that's certainly something that we've got to talk about. I mean, we were we were sitting in our, our basement uh, back at my parents watching this game and, and just kind of joking around that, hey, you know, wouldn't it wouldn't be nice if we just have a traditional Wisconsin drive, put this thing away, put it on ice, and all of a sudden, you know, one first time, you're going, okay, there we go two first down, three first down. I was okay, we're, we're getting there. And then it went beyond even our expectations to to melt the entire clock off uh, to end it was really impressive. A great way to end the season just playing bully ball and, and putting a game on ice. That's what you want to see. If you're a Wisconsin football fan that's grown up watching this style of football, to see them put together that type of drive to finish the season certainly ends it on a high note uh, for that offense. So there's there's question marks. There's things that you've got to look to, but that was a nice uh, stamp uh, to end the season and at least put uh, a positive taste, uh, a positive spin uh, heading into this off season. So offensively, certainly some, uh, some positive takeaways on that end. Let's talk a little defensively now. I know things, they only gave up 13 points. Sometimes it wasn't pretty. Sometimes there was some some big plays, of course. Once again, shocker, Wisconsin defensively struggled with a mobile quarterback. Jaden Daniels certainly got loose for a couple big runs, was able to make some plays with his feet. But again, you know we talk about this defense, 13 points. If you give that up, <laughs> you should uh, win every contest. So it's hard to really get too upset when there were some clearly glaring plays uh, from this group. But what did you take away from the defensive effort uh, for the Badgers last night?
1: They did a good job of getting after Jane Daniels. He is he is somebody that definitely, um, when you see pressure, he wants to run. Like he puts his head down, wants to go. Um, I think part of that is just based off of the way that their season's gone as of late. But I thought Wisconsin did a good job of of making him uncomfortable at times. He, he's going to get his on the ground, but Leo Chenault with the sack, Nick Herbig two sacks. Um, and then you you saw Jack Sanborn get a sack. You saw Nelson, Burks, Henningsen all get involved as well. I thought that was big. It was also nice. I thought that interception early by, by John Torchio was really big. Um, because it kind of sent a message and gave Wisconsin some some early chances in positive field position to, to take advantage of. Um, and that's why you saw Wisconsin march down and, and get those 14 early points. So I thought that was big in a game that we expected to be low scoring. It, it went almost exactly as we thought it was in ter- going to go in terms of being low scoring. And in a game where you just try to turn and, and figure out some offense, John Torchio, that, that interception, jumping that route was big. It was not a good throw, but I thought you saw a lot of young guys also get involved, similar like the offense. Wisconsin and Jim Leonard were willing to put in a bunch of young guys. You you had secondary without Fayon Hicks. You you saw John Torchio get out there to probably he's probably going to be one of your starting safeties next year. Dean Ingram was still out there. Jordan Turner got a lot of run um, at inside linebacker to spell Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel. I thought overall defense did what they needed to do, and and that was a, a nice thing to see. Scramble scramble situations are going to happen when you've got a dynamic quarterback, but when they needed to, they clamped down, and I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think there were
0: times where the, you know certainly as much he's going to get his, he got loose for some plays, he made some plays throwing the ball off scrambles as well. But again, you come back to it, thirteen points. That's that's going to win you most football games. The defense really did a good job of of tightening things up and, and making plays when they needed to. I, you know, there's a lot of times it was third and down, third down and, and they got got after Jaden Daniels and, and got home for a sack or, or rushed him and, and and made the play and disrupted. Sometimes that's all you can do when you're going up against a guy like that is just try to be in his face and disruptive and force some of those bad throws. As you mentioned, that was a, a really poor throw on that interception, but that was caused by the defense kind of giving him some fits in that regard. So, I like that you mentioned the the young guys, Jordan Turner, Hunter Waller. I know he didn't have a great play on that pass, but it was nice to see him get in. made a big play shortly after that to kind of make up for it. So, again, you you saw some younger guys get worked in when they were down and shorthanded, and that should give you some really positive momentum heading into next year. Again, you're going to have guys that depart from this defense, which has been great all season. So you're going to need – you've got holes that you certainly need to fill, and – all the question marks aren't going to be answered based on a bowl game and, and what you're seeing out there, but it's nice to see that they had the confidence to work some of those guys in, you know, like a Darrell Peterson, a guy that's, you know, you, you saw the potential from him early in his career in terms of his recruitment for him to finally get out there um, and, and be on the field is certainly one to watch for. So I think this defense, we've talked about it, ranted and raved about it all year long, and once again, I think they put together a really strong performance. Was it their best game, you know, and over the course of the entire season? No. But when you're down some players, you're in a bowl game. You're working some other guys in. It's not always going to be pretty, but they still did, you know, more than enough to come away with the victory. And I still think they were uh, all of them were, were so incredibly impressive.
1: Yeah, and and I know Jaden Daniels got some some good runs. He had 87 yards on the ground, um, but then he lost 47 yards because of those sacks. So he only in the end netted. 2.1 yards per carry, right? Like, and he carried the ball almost 20 times. So Wisconsin was was still stout against the run in this game. Um, it it took some just Herculean effort from Jaden Daniels to get them 13 points. Um, you, you mentioned the uh, Hunter Waller where he kind of misplayed that, but I mean basically the entire secondary misplayed that. That basically just um, 500 ball that was just thrown up by Jaden Daniels. But hopefully. Um, we I, at least I saw enough, and I'm guessing most people have saw enough from this defense, and some of the young guys to, to feel better about it. I, we're still waiting on what will Leo Chanel do. Um, got engaged. We'll see if that changes his mind at all. I doubt it. But I, I think the defense is, is going to be in a, a fine place next year, and, and there's a reason that they went to some of those young guys early in the game to get them opportunities, and I thought that that was really nice. On the Torchio interception, Daryl Peterson was out there and bull rushing um, to to kind of get in Jaden Daniels' face. Um, so those guys are looking good. I was specifically impressed by Jordan Turner. I've, I've loved the way he played all, game, all year long, but he just runs really well for a, a linebacker of his size, um, and he can also do some things in coverage. So I, I think overall, solid defensive effort. Um, Offense was still Jekyll and Hyde because of, I think part of that was just because of all those injuries. But um, as a a team coming together and getting a win, it is important and, and we'll see kind of, how things shake out over the next couple of weeks in in terms of how they round out a recruiting department, what happens in terms of coaching changes, etc. But this was a, a good way to end the season, and I think that that uh, nine wins is is still a, a solid mark for this team. It's not where you wanted to be. Um, I still think your your team look your season looks so different if they take care of business against Minnesota, which rivalry game that's the big one. But then also, if they quarterback sneak or, or, or get a handoff touchdown in that Penn State game, so th- those are games that they should have won in my eyes. I think you you wish that this was an eleven and two team instead of nine and four, but you take it. This wasn't uh, as nearly as bad as it could be after that one and three
0: start. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think you look at the start of this season did not look pretty out of the gates. You were wondering where this team was going to go from there. To to finish up nine and four is certainly you know when your back was against the wall into that position you'll take that I think this team certainly could have been an eleven and two football team and then that just shows you where every game matters and, and there's going to be plays that stick out from both of those contests Minnesota and, and Penn State even the Notre Dame game that you were in starting the fourth quarter if you you know, make a few more plays that can change the whole dynamic of a season but that's what makes college football so fun um, and so great is that you've got to play a full collective 12-13 games. And you've got to play full four quarters for each of those. Because if you don't, you can see yourself, you know, one or two plays can cost you one or two games. And all of a sudden, you go from an 11-win team to a 9-win team. So uh, I don't want them to sit here and, and not get a 9-win season after starting 1-3 and, and and kind of looking like a mess offensively and, and leaning wholly on a defense. Um, yeah, I think most Badger fans will, will take it after that start. Expectations are higher, and it certainly will be higher going into next year. Um, because this that's what you expect from a program like this. you expect um, you know a 10 win season to be in contention for a big ten championship and be a team that can play in a new year's six bowl. So I think the potential was certainly there and and there were some games and plays that will stick out that hurt them uh, but overall the, it's it's a good finish to this season to be at that nine and four mark and there'll be things will look back on this off season and think, man if this happened and this happened and this happened. Uh, but at least are, you're ending it on, on a positive note and picking up that bowl victory, which can be huge for momentum heading into next year. Sure. All right. Anything else to touch on in terms of? I know we'll, we'll kind of get into a full season recap. Anything else you want to hit on from this game, or are you ready to to put a bow on this regular season?
1: And, and as we go forward, we'll get into some more off season stuff. I, I, one one thing was I thought it was kind of nice like the announcing crew was dreadful but at the same time um the game itself flowed fairly well because there the refs weren't heavily involved throughout mm-hmm. it um there was only two penalties all game long um one of them and and for Arizona State like a team that was one of the most penalized in the country like you mentioned last episode they they only had two of them and one of them just happened to be that drive extending uh offsides but you look at that um that that hit against Jack Dunn in the late in the game after uh the Chimray DK 30-yard catch where he just got thrown to the ground um that was interesting no call uh that I think Bears mentioning yeah absolutely i think everyone that was
0: watching was kind of throwing their hands up but if you there was, I saw some videos on Twitter this morning of uh, of Jack Dunn kind of being a, a pest earlier in that game. So it it, it was certainly telling that it, it wasn't called, but uh, and a head scratcher. Uh, but I think that just shows the way that this Wisconsin uh, team can maybe get under some guys' uh, skin, especially in in that con, in that part of the game where Wisconsin seemed to be just doing everything right, and it had to be. That last year I, from an Arizona State perspective, had to be so frustrating because you know it's only a one-score game. All you've got to do is get off the field and, and you get the ball back to try and go down and tie it, but it just felt like every play was just death by a thousand paper cuts in Wisconsin. It was three yards in a cloud of dust and, and picking up first down first down and then breaking a big run and then even on third and 12, for them to step up on that big throw with Graham Mertz. It just had to be a frustrating one. So it seemed like some frustration was certainly being taken out um, on that play and certainly was an interesting no call. But is it one that will stand out as glaringly as some uh, some other calls from earlier in, a, in what was a wild college football um, you know, Thursday? I'm losing track of what day it is with the holidays here. But, uh, yeah, just a, a fun full day of college football, and, and I think uh, that was certainly something that bears mentioning as well. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this recap and we'll have a safe and fun holiday weekend. We'll be back with you next week. We'll start to get into and work in some off season coverage of uh, Wisconsin football, We'll do some season reviews. We'll likely do some awards, similar stuff to what we've done uh, the past couple off seasons. Now that we've put a final bow on what was an up and down 2021 season. So, uh, I think it's sweet for Matt and I thank you guys for listening and following along uh, all football season long. We really enjoy doing this. Um, it's, it's of course, football is our bread and butter. Wisconsin basketball, Wisconsin volleyball are certainly the teams that, that we cover, but we know that a lot of you listen in because of uh, football. So we do thank you guys uh, for tuning in each and every week as we recap these games. It's been a lot of fun. It certainly hasn't been the best season in terms of play on the field, but it's been a pleasure covering it and we really enjoy um, doing this and everybody listening in for that. So as always, again, thank you guys for listening on Wisconsin.
1: Oh, uh-huh.